the feel-good way to start your day. Woody and Tubes. Woods? Yes, here I am. A bit on, a bit on. Do you know I've got the echo back in my ear? Are you kidding no. me? No. Don't make that I'm up. not That's making made it up. for this welcome, podcast intro. No, welcome to the podcast. I have an echo in my ear or it is just a voice. I'm not sure. But... <laughs> Honestly, I like out of all the shows that we've done, you're in Launceston because you're travelling around with the Big Bash Boys, Hurricanes yes. playing, of course, in a, a make-or-break match. I'm in Hobart and tech issues. It's a bit like today reminded me of when I gave my mum her first mobile phone for Christmas and I had to write down word for word how she could send a text. I feel like that person... Because today it was all over the shop. You were vomiting behind the scenes in between yeah. breaks. I I couldn't hear myself think, literally. Yeah, we broke a, a story bit. that has started a bit of a storm <laughs> across Tassie to do with a one of the oldest football clubs tubes potentially closing down. Well, I don't think they'll close down. There's a chance that or they withdraw. may have to go into recess for their senior competition, Woody. Yeah. And we spoke to the interim president about his views on what AFL Taz have done recently in what he felt was a leak. Of all the days, we were breaking stories. And I tell you what, I, I, I already struggle to talk on a great day. <laughs> we're struggling now. And now I'm actually hearing what I sound like. I should not be on radio. <laughs> Here's what you missed. I'm not kidding. I'm actually not kidding, Buzz. It's awful. We are celebrating 50 years of Rest Point. Can you believe it? I know. Come play at Rest Point. We're sharing your memories of Rest Point. You've got a lot of memories. Well, maybe you don't have memories, Woody. No, I do have memories of regimes. I have many memories of the Birdcage Bar. I have memories of going to events there, including, remember the footy show? They did a footy show special. That was when it was really big with Eddie Maguire and Sam Newman and Trevor Marmalade. Yeah, that was in about 1997, I want to say. But they came back again in 2000 and I think it must have been about 2014. That's the one I went to and that is where Eddie Maguire signed my passport because I didn't have anything for him to sign. And he goes, you know, if I sign this, it's going to make it invalid. And I just went, it doesn't matter. It does matter. It sucks trying to get a new passport when Eddie Maguire's signature's on it. And Sam Newman offered to um, sign my breasts. Really? That's a bit risque. I said, no, thank you. Not for me. <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. It's Triple M Breakfast. Tessa Randello is in our Triple M newsroom and she's popped in the studio. Morning, Tessa. Good morning. What is making news? Um, so we've got some pretty damning, I guess, um, stats that have come out from the Productivity Commission about our homelessness and our rental crisis. So it's come out to find that 28% of the people who are at risk of being homeless ended up being homeless. Um, we've only seen 400 social homes built in the last 10 years in Tassie. And also, which is not much of a surprise seeing how hard rent is at the moment, but 99.9% of the low-income homes are facing rental stress. Oh, God. It's just... Look, it's... It's so it becomes so much. Yeah, it, it's so... You want to find solutions. Yeah, of course. And you want to apply the pressure to the people that can make these decisions. How did we get in this situation? Because I'm hearing when we talk to politicians, uh, we're hearing this is going to take a long time to fix. But could you not project... You know, pro- When you have projections done, could you not anticipate that these would be issues? Health, 
transport, homelessness, housing. Yeah. And the thing that I think is really hard is that these are some of the people who are struggling the most yeah. and they're just being put under more pressure. Absolutely. Then you've got power. Oh, I get it. And all I can say is we are trying to apply the maximum amount of pressure that we can, but we need temporary relief and we need it now, don't we, Tubes? We saw it over COVID too, Woods, where uh, Rebecca White came in and told us about how over COVID all of our homeless people were able to be housed. They were put into emergency accommodation because of the pandemic and we were able to house our people who were struggling and it's just uh, i feel like the last 18 months we just haven't been able to do anything mm. about that they are they have got things in the pipeline they're building 10,000 homes over the next few years but that doesn't affect anyone right now yeah and that's obviously what we need we need effective solutions now even, albeit temporary like you said we could do it for covid we weren't planning for that were we no no we weren't but hopefully there's some light at the end of the tunnel woods so we've actually had a Tassie swimmer beat Olympic gold medalist Kyle Chalmers in the 100 metre freestyle. Oh, so How good. cool is that? It is so good. <laughs> I was so excited when I read about this. So I'm not sure exactly what Kyle Chalmers was doing at the South Australian State Champs, but it was at the South Australian State Champs. 19-year-old Max Giuliani managed to beat him by 0.01 of a second. <laughs> and people that say time doesn't matter, it does. Of a course. split second. And that's Literally. swimming for you in a, like, oh in a nutshell. God. Oh, my God. <laughs> These swimmers are so dedicated. They get up really early. They train so hard. And for, for a Tasmanian to beat an Olympic champion like that, that's unbelievable. It's a testament to all those folks at the uh, Tasmanian swimming competitions. Thank you, Tessa, from our Triple M Hobart newsroom. Triple M Breakfast. I'm in Hobart. Headed to Oh, sorry, Woods, I jumped all over you again, didn't I? Is in Launceston, <laughs> about to cover the Big Bash tonight. They have to win, yeah, Tubes? Yeah, must win. After last night, the Melbourne Renegades beat the Adelaide Strikers. It was a pretty good game in the end with Peter Siddle coming out firing. But we wanted the Sydney Stri- uh, the Adelaide Strikers to beat the Renegades, Woods, and they just couldn't get the job done yeah. for us, so they made it easy. We've, if we must win tonight, uh, this afternoon against the Brisbane Heat up here at University of Tasmania Stadium to secure our spot in the finals, but also the Sydney Thunder need to lose against the Melbourne Stars, Woody. So we're sort of relying on some some of uh, the other BBL matches to fall our way. I don't think it's going to happen, but you never give up hope with the Hobart Hurricanes. And I think the Hobart Hurricanes are going to be one of those teams that... If you're playing the Hobart Hurricanes in the finals, you just don't really know what you're going to get. We're a bit of a, you know, bag of fruit. You don't know what, so you reach in, you might pull out a banana. You might pull out an apple. You might pull out a mandarin. Hey, I, you or you might pull out a get. fruit salad. You might pull out a fruit salad and you might Bloody get the whole experience. I know you do. And I tell you what, it's going to be a big game up here. If you've got nothing to do today, stroll up the uh, Oh, even if you Midlands do, Highway. chuck a sticky, if you can, not if you're an essential worker. <laughs> But, like, I could chuck a ciggy. No one would miss me. <laughs> oh, we'd miss you, wouldn't we? No, you we know would how much, not. We know, no. we know how much work you do. Oh. We know how much you do. Come on. I'm a work in progress. <laughs> no, you're Just doing ask my job. therapist. You're flying. You're flying. Mate. You're still here. You're doing this up north, and I have voices in my head, in my headphones. I can hear myself backwards, and I don't know if it's real or if it's just me. <laughs> well, I'm not sure. <laughs> 
I'm not sure whether that's just you or the fact that I'm in Launceston. This is Woody and Tubes. What a beautiful day. 26, the top, partly cloudy. How's this for the rest of the week? 21 tomorrow, 26 Friday, 31 on Saturday, and back down to 22 on Sunday. I don't know if this happens to you, Tubes, but back in the day... And this was ridiculous. You always should slip, slop, slap. And I wish I had a... But you know when there used to be solarium beds? Oh, never, never partook in one of those. Oh, one of my mum's friends had one in a shed. They're so bad. They, they're, I'm pretty sure they're banned now. It's pretty much yeah. just like lying under ultraviolet rays to yeah. get a tan. But And then, you know, whenever I'd go out, I would stupidly not put sunscreen. I'm paying for it now. That's why I always slip, slop, slap. But do you find as you get older, the heat gets to you more? Yeah, uh, and the I love heat it. In Tassie but I'm like, where's the shade? Horror. I need shade. Yeah. What's the point of time I used to sunbake for like eight hours? I've spoken about this ad nauseum. I'm a big man. I'm a large human being. You are. And we do not do very well in the heat. 22 degrees is my max operating temperature, but my peak operating temperature, about 19.5. It's like Eastlands. What is Eastlands? Isn't it 21 degrees all year 0.5. round? degrees all year round. No, but I love it. We love the good weather here in Tassie. About time as well over the last month or so. It's been epic. Mm. Hey, Tubes, off air, you just went to me. Wow. Yeah, there's And it wasn't something I said. (laughs) Serious stuff happening at one of Tasmania's oldest and most successful footy clubs. And it's looking unlikely that they will be able to field a senior men's team this season, which is massive for that community. I've got an exclusive conversation with their interim president coming up within the next 30 minutes. And I tell you, you've been on the phone this morning, like, watching you work. It's actually, that was quite impressive. It's the hardest I've seen you work all year. (laughs) It's Triple M We are live on the listener app across Tasmania and on FM 107.3 in Hobart. That's where I am. Tubes is in Launceston. He's following... The Hobart Hurricanes, yes. <laughs> it's weird. What? It's a weird. Well, it's just weird. But I'm up here and you're down there, and this is the, the world we live in. What a technology! When we grew up, we didn't have mobile phones. <laughs> I Do you know what my mum told me the other day? That she used to have to, when she was growing up, massive blocks of ice that they had to put in the fridge. That's to keep what? the refrigerator cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then yeah, I asked yeah. her if she had to get to school on a horse and car, and she just gave me the finger. And she's the pastor's wife, and that's rude. Hello to you all know, of I... Mum's friends in the choir. She'll be singing at church on Sunday. I remember my very first mobile phone. Do you remember your first mobile? Yeah, I used to play snakes on it. Remember snakes? Mine, I won mine at a local fried mm. chicken establishment. Of course you did. <laughs> I went in there and bought a... Fried chicken burger value meal, let's say. Are we doing this in real time, Tubes? Um, Yes, we are. And I put a little card in and they said, you can scratch this card and win. So I put the card in, scratched the card, and I'd won a mobile phone and I had no idea what to do with it. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know anyone that's under 20 is listening to this is like it's a foreign language. It's a foreign film. Yeah, well, I didn't know what to do. Uh, hey, we've got cash to give away in Tazzy Trivia. That is coming up. But next, it is an exclusive. You're breaking it this morning, Tubes Taylor. It's huge, and I don't say that lightly. No, we are chatting with the Glenorchy District Football Club interim president about the lack of players that they have 
and he's quite controversial in what he says, Woody. He's absolutely fired up. This is Woody and Tubes. One of Tasmania's proudest and biggest football clubs is unlikely to field a men's team in the TSL this season. The Glenorchy Footy Club has a small number of players on the training track and it's a dire state of affairs out there at KG5. And I'm joined on the line by the Glenorchy District Footy Club interim president, Scott Donaghy. Good morning, Scotty. Good morning, guys. How are we this morning? It's great to chat, mate. Just run us through exactly what's happening out there at the Magpies. Uh, look, uh, from, from my perspective, mate, uh, what we've got at the moment is one really pissed-off president. Right? And this is the reason why I'm getting on the phone. Our club is working extremely hard at the moment behind the scenes to make sure that we field a team uh, this year in the statewide league, and we're trying to get two teams on the park. So what's happening at the moment, from my perspective, is if ASL has a couple, a little bit of flack on the sideline with the state team, and they've decided to throw us under the bus to take the flak off them. And let's concentrate the media on Glenorchy Football Club. Now, this isn't new news. Everybody knows that we've been working hard. But what they've done yesterday is, like, it's just disgusting. Um, so you're saying this throw is a us decoy, under the bus. Scotty? Look, it is a decoy, mate. Right? You're saying it this is, is a decoy based off... The AFL Tasmania bid to have an AFL team, you're saying this is trying to take the spotlight off what's happening there and they want the spotlight on the Glenorchy Footy Club. Yep. Look, we're working hard, mate. We're, and, and everybody in football knows that we've been doing it tough. It's not brand new news. It's not something that's different, right? And we're working our butts off out here. But what they're doing, to what they did yesterday is a great bit of media work and, and let's just throw the club right underneath the bus, Right? Now, we've got sponsorship deals, and these guys need to start to be held accountable. Right? I'll go back a step. Now, I've only been in the role a short period of time. I went and had what I thought was a an honest and confidential discussion with AFL Tats. Right? And then parts of that stuff comes up in the media yesterday. And we didn't give them permission to release that information, but they chose that, yep, no, we'll, we'll talk about this. Right? Now... What they're doing is jeopardising our future. Um, we're out there having confidential discussions at the moment with sponsors, and we're about to sign sponsorship deals, some great sponsorship deals, and we're announcing some of those as we go. But this puts us under pressure, and we may lose some of those sponsorship deals. We've just released our membership at the beginning of this year, and we've had a great uptake so far on members. Right? And then suddenly people are going to go, oh, maybe I shouldn't join up. So if we lose members, who's accountable here, right? And it's, it's wrong. It is wrong. Now, look, All that aside, Scotty, though, isn't the reality that you've had 15 players on the track? Could could a punter not go down to the Glenorchy Footy Club and see that there's only 15 senior players on the field? Uh, look, we've we've got a commitment that we from players to have a senior team up, and we're not the only one that struggled after Christmas for numbers, right? We're not the only yeah. statewide league club that has turned up with 15 players straight after Christmas. And I think if we're going to look at the day, which happened to be last Monday that we're talking about, there was a lot of people that couldn't get anywhere last Monday because the bridges were down, right? True. So it's a little wonder that you didn't have everybody out in the training track. Now, So what got, would you uh, like to see, Scotty? What I'd like to see, uh, look, what I'd like to see is a lot more players out of Glenorchy, right? But I'd like to see maybe the AFL, AFL Taz get behind us and support us and help us with whatever we need 
right? Now, I wasn't there at the beginning of last year, but apparently the club put up a number of things to help them out to get them started. No, nah, can't do that, right? No, 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 right? So we need to, as a board, we are looking outside the box. We're looking at different ideas on how we can get people there, and we're working our butts off. But when you get to the higher levels and they get knocked back, it makes it bloody hard, mate. Well, this is a shout-out to all Glenorchy people. If you love your footy club, I've heard that this may be the end of the Glenorchy Footy Club, it but we know that the too. great the great Glenorchy Magpies are a massive part of footy fabric in Tasmania, having such legends as Peter Hudson, to name one. Oh, look, and Woody. there's many, right? And, and it's just not the legends that are on the playing field either. There's a lot of le- legends that are out in the sidelines and helping us with everything that we do. Scotty, um, Woody here. Yeah. Hi. Yep. I was um, just eavesdropping. I don't know if you know, <laughs> but this whole conversation went live to air. Um, why would the AFL Taz, why would they leak that information? Look, Pardon my ignorance. I'm just... So, so what are we hearing about the AFL Taz bit at the moment? Nothing, right? Um, it's, everything is negative. Right, so uh, the whole bid seems to be uh, predicated on the fact that we need a stadium. So every time it gets raised, it's negative, negative, negative. So they're sick and tired of negative publicity for AFL. Uh, let's go and move some of that negative publicity onto somebody else. So whilst the club is on its knees, let's just give a nice swift kick in the guts and keep them down there. I love your passion. I really, really do. We've got to reach out, obviously, to AFL Taz and see what they have to say about this. We are huge supporters, as you know, of local sport here in Tasmania and grass at a grassroots level. So whatever we can do to help, Tubes. Yeah, absolutely. Glenorchy uh, District Football Club interim president, Scott Donaghy, thanks so much for joining us on Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Appreciate your time, guys. Go the pies. It's Triple M Breakfast. Some pretty full-on comments that were made just minutes ago in your exclusive. Yeah, I think the Glenorchy District Footy Club president or interim president, Scott Donaghy, to just surmise what he said, and I'm paraphrasing here, has just come out and said basically that AFL Tasmania have leaked information about his footy club not potentially not being able to field a senior men's side in the TSL this season. They've leaked that to the media to detract away from the AFL bid and the fact that there's no news around that at the moment. It's pretty serious uh, comments and we are reaching out and we are talking at the moment with AFL Taz. We are trying to get someone on. Obviously, we want to give them the right of the reply. It's up to them whether they want to do that or not. But we will have it up on the listener app, L-I-S-T-N-R. It's up there right now, an exclusive chat that you had just moments ago, Tubes. Yeah, I think the important thing to remember here, Woody, is that the Glenorchy District Footy, District Footy Club is an important part of the community out there. It's one of the Glenorchy. oldest. It's one of the oldest. It's one of the biggest. It's had some serious names through there. Mm-hmm. Rodney Ede, Peter Hudson, and these names are synonymous with the AFL in Tasmania and, and Aussie rules in Tasmania, and it's just a real shame that a massive club that won a premiership in 2016 is struggling to get people on the field for their 2023 season. And I know there's a lot of things that changed that have changed over the last few years as far as community sport goes, but the fact that Glenorchy Footy Club, the Magpies, are, are not fielding a side or potentially not fielding a side this year is dramatic news. But once something like that is leaked to the press, it jeopardises their memberships, it jeopardises their funding, their sponsorships... And it jeopardises the future. Like, imagine being a player, waking up and going, what is going on? Yeah, of course. And and I think the problem is that 
I don't think this is leaked information. I, I, I think that if you're a punter or you're a journalist or you're a footy fan, you go down to footy club training, any training, whether it be the University Rainbows, the OHA Ships, the Sorrell Eagles, it doesn't matter. You can go to any footy training and look at the players on the field and see, oh, there's but, not many at training today. Wait, when we spoke to the president moments ago from the Glenorchy Football Club, he said the day in question was the day that there was that accident on the Tasmanian Bridge. Even flights were delayed. People couldn't get to practice. Yep. That's the day we're talking about when 15 players were on field. I think, I think that the reality of it is that these guys were struggling for players before Christmas. They've struggled for players after Christmas. This has been in the media for some time. I'm I'm worried for the Glenorchy Footy Club more than anything. There's there's no there's no footy club that I want to see fold. But if you think about the footy clubs that have fold recently around Southern Tasmania, Commandy's one of them. The Channel, uh, Sandy Bay. If you go back a little bit further, there's lots of footy clubs that have slowly died a slow death, and I don't want to see that for the proud Glenorchy Footy Club. We would love to hear from AFL Taz. Have you turned me off? Is that what's going oh, on? Probably, I can't hear probably myself. Probably turn you off every day. Do you know, <laughs> I went out and when I'm in different cities, I like to indulge. Yeah. And you know, we you joked about me getting gout last time. No, I was it wasn't in a joke. Do you know gout is on uh, is making a comeback? Gout is um, if you missed <laughs> what, it, just like it's been. No, it was because it it's used been to be knocked out. It was. So it used to be an affliction that was given to... Mainly it meant that you had overindulged, which meant that you were rich back in, like, the 1400s. So it was quite a um, fancy thing to have gout. Uh, And it's making a comeback in recent years. And you got it when we were in Launceston. You're in Launceston now. I'm in Hobart. You're following the Big Bash. But I thought of you the other day because I didn't realise it was making a comeback. But at the Port Arthur store where I was at over the weekend, yes. they're selling hemp, seed oil and capsules, and it helps. It's $25. I nearly got you one. Aches and pains, <laughs> eczema and skin issues, arthritis, headaches, and gout. Helps with gout. It's I a did great episode gout. of uh, keeping... No, not keeping up with the Kardashians. There's never a great episode of those. Keeping up appearances I, I didn't, with Mrs. Bucket. I, bouquet. Bouquet. I did not. I did not have gout. I did not have gout, but I did overindulge. I feel like I've. You feel sick again I feel this like morning. I might be allergic. I'm just worried. I'm. I'm allergic to Launceston. No, don't say that. My, I have relatives I in Launceston. I love Launceston. Oh, it's a, they've come a long way in the last few years. They've got a, still got a sanity up here. Um, so they're a little bit behind the eight ball, but they, they've come a long way. I'm not. I'm not playing this and game. You know I'm Do you know what joking. you are? You, you know I'm only joking. Because when you tell me you're feeling sick now, I'm just like, I don't really care because you're always feeling sick. It's like my brother, he goes, I'm lactose intolerant. He's diagnosed himself as being lactose intolerant. I said, no, you're not. You just don't an entire loaf of white bread with thick slatherings of butter. <laughs> that is just called being sick because you're being a piggy. You might want to check your brother for gout. He sounds like he's overindulging. <laughs> Buy him the hemp seed. Uh, we're getting lots of your texts this morning. We're going to get to all of them, we promise. 0488 881073 if you'd like to text.
January 26 is one of Australia's most divisive days. More and more Australians are continuing to change their minds over whether this date is an appropriate time to celebrate Australia Day. To give us his perspective, we have the Chair of the Aboriginal Land Council on the line, Michael Mansell. Good morning, Michael. Good morning to you, Tubes. Michael, can we please get your perspective on why we should change the date? Because the only significance of January 26 as the date for a national celebration is its acknowledgement that it was the coming to Australia of the white people from Britain and the destruction of Aboriginal society from that day. So it's hardly the right day out of 365 days you could choose as a date for a national celebration. And I know a lot of people say, well, it's not really about what happened on January 26th. It's about celebrating the day of, you know, the lifestyle and the, you know, the happy times. But they keep linking it back to the coming of white people, which makes it a race-based date of celebration. If people are celebrating everything about the good things about Australia, then it doesn't have to be on January 26th. Let's just move it to another day. Is it triggering? It's painful, Woody. It's gut-wrenching. I know that, um, oh, gee, I can't remember how many years ago, maybe five years ago or less, all of the supermarkets were selling these Australian little Australian flags and people were buying them up, you know, be part of the celebration. And when we were marching down to Parliament House at at Nipaluna against the celebration on January 26th, people were waving these flags within half a metre of their faces and really being part of this aggressive uh, thing. And that was gut-wrenching because you had to be disciplined, you had to zip your lip, you had to try to retain your focus. It just It's just one of those times where the politicians in Canberra and here in Tasmania have polarised the community. It's the politicians who have decided that we should still celebrate January 26th, notwithstanding the horror that was created for Aboriginal people from that day. And as a consequence of that, many people who are not intending to be racist or mean or whatever are caught up in this whole uh, divisive uh, time of either celebrating it and really causing trauma for Aboriginal people, or somehow finding a way to join us and change the date. And it's not our fault, it's not the public's fault, it's the fault of the bloody politicians. So what's your request to the politicians, Michael? Albanese only has to uh, sign a piece of paper and the date will change. It's as easy as that. When uh, Morrison was in power, he refused to do anything about changing the date. When Albanese and the Labor Party got elected, everybody, including me, thought, oh, well, you know, this is a new beginning. And on things where you've got this moral division across the whole of the country, one of the first things that Albanese will do will change the date. But he's gutless. He's a political, um, he's a pol- politically weak. Uh, he wants to be popular, and it won't 
he won't uh, make a move until there is an overwhelming number of people around Australia who say you've got to change the date. Here he is saying we have to have a voice to the parliament so we can hear Aboriginal people. We have been saying for the last 15 to 20 years, change the date. So he's not listening to us now. So who, who's going to believe he's going to listen to an advisory body that's set up under his voice to parliament? I always find it personally, and I know everyone is entitled to their opinions, obviously, I don't care what minority it is or uh, what part of the community it is. If something is causing suffering and it's unnecessary, I, str- I struggle with that. I, I agree with that, Woody. I remember Paul Keating talking about John Howard who refused to apologise to the stolen generations. And Keating made the point that he'd bet that if it was John Howard's kids who were taken away, he'd be looking for an apology but because it wasn't directly affecting him, uh, Howard said, oh, well, you know, we're not going to apologise. And by the same token, you could say that I'll bet if Albanese had all his land taken away from him, his family, uh, uh, half of his family killed and his community made dysfunctional, I'll bet he wouldn't be asking people to celebrate that day either. And I think that is... Is a great point, Michael. I think one thing that we are here in Tasmania, we are stronger together. Michael Mansell, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. And if you'd like to show your support, the Tasmanian Aboriginal Council is holding a rally and street march tomorrow from 10.45am. For more information, go to tacinc.com.au. We are playing Tassie Trivia for 100 bucks thanks to Creative Homes. We're going to play that in just a sec. Hey, Tubes, can I? Yeah. I know you're the rich one out of our duo. Settle down. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't start that. Do you know what rich is for me, though? Someone that has a house even though they've got a hefty mortgage. Mate, I'm living on my mum's couch. My, I was scraping through my backpack today, no, unpacking know, my stuff, and I, I found 10 bucks, and I felt like I'd hit the jackpot. Yeah, found I found 10 bucks in my backpack. But could I borrow down on your mortgage? Because mm-hmm. if you've got a spare $250,000... You can buy your own mine on Tassie's what? West Coast, Zian. Beautiful sort of place, Zian. One of my best mates. Dated a guy from Zian. What? What sort of mine? It's a crystal mine, red crystal, and it comes with all the essential equipment and mining camp as well. Do you know it's listed on Gumtree? Because I'm often on there looking at properties I can't buy. <laughs> it's on yes. Gumtree. It could be your dream come true. There's, hang on, what sort of, it, there's a very special, um, it's not chalk pyrite, it's something, it's an iron oxide. <sighs> we may have I'm to come back sure. to you, Tubes. Yeah, we're probably, we're probably going to have to. This is why we always run late. <laughs> well, because of me. Yeah, yes, we've got to. <laughs> Our space, best on show. Tri- Triple M Breakfast with Woody and Tubes. Tazzy Trivia. Powered by Creative Modular Homes. Fast, fabulous, affordable. We've got $100 to give away thanks to Creative Modular Homes. Fast, fabulous, affordable. And we've got two players, Woody. Yeah, we do. We have Liam England And Jessica. Good morning, Liam. Oh, God, this is awful. I'm not saying anything. (laughs) And Jessica. Liam and Jessica. Good morning, Liam. Morning. 
Can you test your buzzer, please? Liam. Jessica, where do we find you this morning? Um, just on my way to work. <laughs> Wonderful. Where do you work? Um, I'm a disability support worker, so I'm in the community. Oh. Yeah. One of the heroes, Absolutely. one of the heroes. Can you test your buzzer, please, Jessica? Jessica. Beautiful. All right, here we go. Three questions. All you got to do is get two correct, and then you'll win $100 thanks to Creative Modular Homes. Fast, fabulous, affordable. Question number one. This is a bit of a riddle. So buzz in if you know the answer. It's multiple choice. The riddle is, who is the bloke that lives south of Campbelltown but north of Oatlands? Is it A, Chandler, B, Ross? Liam. Get out. Liam. B. B is correct. Liam, you are on the board. That was a funny one, Woods. It was great. <laughs> Were you just giving yourself mad props? Well, I just thought it was You wrote the question. Funny. All right, question number two. I can appreciate that Tubes wrote that question. If, Liam, <laughs> if you get this right, you've got $100 cash. Jess, you need to jump in here pretty quickly. Right. Question number two. Who is the captain of the Hobart Hurricanes, is it A, Matthew Liam. Wade, B, right. Liam? A, Matthew Wade. <laughs> Liam, just like that, you've won $100 cash thanks to Creative Modular Homes. Fast, fabulous, affordable. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do with the He's cash, excited, Liam? that's for sure. Um, <laughs> I wonder what I'm going to do with the cash. I don't know, I might go play a couple of games of golf on the long weekend. Love it, or you can risk it for $200 tomorrow. Friday. I'll, I'll take the hundred. I'll take the hundred. Smart choice. Take the hundred bucks. That's smart, Liam. This is Woody and Tubes. We are and have reached out to AFL Taz. Because the, the claims that the interim president from the Glenorchy Footy Club Tubes made, they were very full on and we love to give everyone a right of reply. I don't know why AFL Taz won't come on. Um, it frustrates me a little bit, if I'm honest, because... We're trying to give all sides here. Yeah. And I think what... Well, let's have a listen to what the interim president of the Glenorchy District Footy Club had to say. This was all about um, reports that the Glenorchy Football Club only had 15 people at training that they were going under and one of the oldest clubs would be out of the TSL on a senior level. ASL has a couple, a little bit of flack on the sideline with the state team. And they've decided to throw us under the bus to take the flak off them and let's concentrate the media on Glenorchy Football Club. What they've done yesterday is, like, it's just disgusting. Now, we've got sponsorship deals and these guys need to start to be held accountable. I went and had what I thought was a an honest and confidential discussion with AFL Tats. And then parts of that stuff comes up in the media yesterday. We didn't give them permission to release that information. What they're doing is jeopardising our future. He's so obviously claiming that the AFL Taz is using this information as a distraction from what is going on. Yeah, as a decoy. That, so they're very big claims and repeatedly we're trying to reach out to AFL Taz and I think they just don't want to comment right now. That's fair to say, Tubes. This I, has been over be honest, an hour. To be honest, Woods, I think they've been a little bit blindsided by what Scott, Scott Donaghy had to say there. I, I don't... I'm not sure that they would think... I don't know how to. I don't know how to put this because I don't think that the AFL Taz would use something like this as a decoy around our state bid yeah. for an AFL side. I guess I just. And want, I think yeah. that the information. Sorry, I think that the information around how many players they have at training 
is in the public sphere. So I'm not I'm not saying that Scott doesn't have a bone to pick with AFL Taz. I'm I'm he's clearly upset with what's happening out there at Glenorchy. He wants to see his footy club up and firing, but the reality of the situation is quite dire out there at the Glenorchy Footy Club. They do not have enough players to field a side, whether yeah. it be the bridge that caused not enough players to come to training. It's it's pretty common knowledge that they don't have enough players. Fifteen doesn't go into twenty two. You can't fit fifteen there's not there's seven players short of one senior side, let alone having forty four to pick two sides from in the in the state league. Regardless of that, they're very big claims that have made that the AFL Taz is leaking information, uh, yeah. especially about private conversations. I guess for me, I just like I like to hear all the sides because I like to give someone a chance to refute um, yeah. claims like that that are made. Yeah, and and look, the reality is we want. I want. I'm very passionate about my local footy. I love my local footy clubs. There aren't any clubs in southern Tasmania that I don't have a soft spot for. I love going to watch my local footy. And the Glenorchy Footy Club have struggled last year to get development league sides onto the pitch. And they've struggled this year before Christmas um, as well, struggling to get players to training too. This isn't a new issue. I think the issue around why this is in the media right now, that's the contentious part of what Scott Donaghy had to say. We will keep attempting to reach out or, or get someone on from AFL Taz. This is Woody and Tubes. Tubes, are you meeting with AFL Taz or what's going on? Am I invited? I've heard from AFL Taz, um, Damien Gill, the chief executive of AFL Taz, and he's just tied up in an appointment at the moment. So hopefully mm. we'll get a comment from AFL Taz soon. Yeah, and this is in relation to some claims the, this morning that AFL Taz have leaked stories about the possibility of the Glenorchy Football Club uh, closing down uh, at a senior level as a distraction or a deterrent from people looking at what is happening with the AFL bid. They're to essentially detract, the, yeah. detract. They're essentially the claims. We need to hear from all sides because they're very big claims. I'm telling you, you're going to see this in the news today, nationally probably. It is huge claims that were broken on the show earlier. And we will keep you updated. So we will keep this. We will put the chat up as soon as you have it with uh, the AFL Tasmanian big boss, the head of Damien Gill. We'll put it up on Listener as well, L-I-S-T-N-R, won't we, Tubes? Yeah, hopefully we'll get an update from AFL Taz. I, I think they've been a little bit blindsided by Scott Donaghy, the interim president of the Glenorchy District Footy Club's comments. I think that they, they're a little shocked by it. So you've got to give them time to, I guess, uh, wrap their heads around exactly what's been said, we exactly them the how link. to respond. They have the audio. I mean, yeah, we've sent course. them the link. They have the audio. I mean, if they don't want to come on, then that's fine for you know for them. But I'm just trying to give them the right of reply because they Absolutely. are very big claims that were made uh, earlier by the Glenorchy Football Club interim president. It's triple M breakfast. Breaking news here on the Glenorchy District Footy Club. Given what's happening out there, they haven't got enough players to potentially field a side this year in the TSL. The President's come out and accused the AFL Tasmania CEO of leaking information to detract away from the AFL bid that's currently happening in AFL for the Tasmanian state side. And George in Glenorchy has given us a call. Good morning, George. Good morning. How are you? You'd like to give your perspective on what's happening out at the Glenorchy Footy Club? 
Oh, I certainly do, sir. Yes. Um, the, what, have you, uh, what have you got? Two, two problems you got, mate, is that the Lockie Football Club have got a brilliant junior uh, scheme running with an ex-Lockie uh, Premiership captain, Shane Paselli, running it. Very, very good system. My grandson plays there, so I know all about it. Um, Glenorchy, yep. a very, very proud club, produced some champion footballers who went to the AFL. But the AFL, before we go to an AFL side, AFL Tasmania have to fix our statewide league and our country football. Our country footballers were subsidiary uh, good players come from the country to the uh, to TFL clubs and then yep. moved on to the AFL. Well, at the moment, it's broken. Statewide, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're south, north or northwest, our country uh, teams are not being supported or looked up. And now our TFL sides are not being supported by AFL Tasmania. How can we be an AFL's team when we haven't got the structure right? How would you structure it, George? Well, the, the structure's got to start from the bottom, mate. We've got to get our statewide sides running so the young juniors who are going to be potential AFL players will stay in Tasmania and play with the Tasmanian team. At the moment, we, we haven't got that structure, mate. I mean, the young kids are not... They play country football. They're playing in the Hill. The Hill was a very powerful league here 25 years ago. State players, players from the Hill and now the Dawn Valley played with the AFL. But now the structure's broken, mate. I mean, country players, young fellas can't come into the your Norfolks. Uh, your Norfolks battling. Uh, they're in the second tier. They should be in the first tier. I mean, a great club. Yeah, great history. We haven't got we haven't got the mechanisms in place. Uh, I'm not blaming AFL Tasmania, but we need to go back to the grassroots and let our kids come up through AFL uh, to through their through their little clubs, support them. Then, if the good boys are, uh, and girls are getting better, let them come to a, 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 another sister club or a brother club, whatever you want to call it. And then they move up, they move up, and then the AFL will pick them. Tasmania will have some good juniors. At the moment, George, mate, it's broken. We really appreciate your perspective, George and Glenorkin. This is Woody and Tubes. We have reached out to the AFL Tasmania General Manager, Damien Gill, to come onto the show. He's tied up at the moment, Woody. Well, and he's, uh, we are hoping to chat to him on Friday. He's not available today. Which I just think, when comments like that are made... I just, for their own sake, wish that they'd come on, even if they said they were blindsided, which is what they're saying by those comments. I think it's important when you're in positions of power like that and privilege, you get paid the big bucks to do that, I guess. And for me, that's just a little disappointing. Yep. Uh, Tubes, I don't think you're... This is on the text line, 0488 No, no. Tubes, <laughs> I don't think you're in a position to inflame and put your 10 cents worth into the condition of the Glenorchy Footy Club. You weren't at the meeting to witness the tone of either parties. Leave it up to the AFL to give a right of reply. That's what I'm saying. I completely agree with the anonymous text that's come in there. Michael's texted in from Lindisfarne. I know we're not dealing with rocket scientists, but surely you guys can come up with better talk back than beating to death today's minor news on a footy team in Glenorchy. If Tasmania gets an AFL team in the stadium in the next decade, I will do a nude run down the mall for you. Oh. And yes, they call me a funny nickname. Thank you for your text, Michael. Appreciate it. We have banged on a lot about it, I know. Don't worry, no footy chat on Friday. 
Yeah, and Ron in Kingston has texted through, Hi, that was an odd interview. It was well known last year that Glenorca was struggling for players, so it's hardly leaking confidential information. Not sure why Scott is relating it to the AFL team and why he's so upset. Very strange comments from Ron in Kingston. We love getting your calls on 13353. And Paul in Primrose Sands has given us a call. Good morning, Paul. How are you, mate? All right? What's your take on this out at Glenorchy, Paul? Oh, mate, you know, look, George, your last caller, mate, he's hit the nail on the head, like, get back to grassroots, get back to school footy, where's school footy gone? Um, I was a young kid at grade 7, 8, we used to carry up to uh, Glenora and play Glenora and, you know, all the schools around the place and, and, and you lived footy. Yeah. And it's yeah. in your blood and that's where you want it and you strive to play better and, and play that senior level, you know, like, there's nothing for young kids, that's why a lot of them are going to soccer, basketball, and all that sort of stuff. Like they've taken over, everything else taken over footy in Tasmania. That's why it's broken. Yeah, appreciate your perspective, Paul. And Jeff and you Norfolks, give us a call. Good morning, Jeff. G'day, how are we? What do you got for us, Jeff? Um, I'm uh, tied up with the Woodsdale Footy Club. We've been, we come back into competition last year. Um, we're battling to get back home. And all I can say is AFL Taz have been really supportive um, with their resources and helping us get our our uh, stuff organised to get back home. Um, yeah. It's just, yeah, hearing everyone bashing AFL Taz, it can't be all their fault. No. The young fellas don't want to play footy in Glenorchy. It's a pretty big commitment. But all I can say is uh, the ODFA, which Woodsdale play in, um, it's it's booming. You know, the Mount Pleasant Footy Club are spending a lot of money out in their change rooms. Uh, they've actually started a Auskick program, first time ever in ODFA. Yeah, the Oatlands District Football Association, which we're chatting about there, and we chat to Brian O'Reilly, the president of it. It is like, what do they used to call it? Bush footy. It's excellent footy, footy. Yeah. and I think it's sold out at the grand final, was it? Like Brian uh, O'Reilly yeah. said there was, he hadn't seen something like that for years. Yep, the atmosphere was unreal. Yeah. The kids there kicking a the footy in between the quarters and half time. Like, mm. it's, that's, it's grassroots footy that people are loving and. AFL Taz are nothing but supportive of the competition. I don't think it's fair that they cop the brunt for everything that goes wrong in local footy. Which is exactly why I wish they had to join the show because I really, really wanted to get their side and their perspective on that because they are comments that's going to make news, I know, across the day. But, look, hopefully they will get back to us at some point and uh, we can get their side or their perspective up. You make a great point there too, Jeff. I know that AFL Taz have really invested in grassroots footy over the last couple of years. And the last thing any of us footy fans want to see is a club like Glenorchy go under. They are a massive club, a massive part of the community out there. And they're obviously having some troubles. We've seen this with multiple footy clubs. East Devonport on the northwest coast folded and haven't come back. Another club, Natone, have folded. But they had a year off and came back. Maybe that's just what the Glenorchy Footy Club need. I don't know. But the last thing I want to see is footy clubs fold. And it's great to see a club like yours, uh, Jeff Woodsdale, fold and come back. And So we know it can be done. We just want to make sure that the community members out there that want to play footy can play footy. So... It's a huge news story. We will reach out to AFL Taz, continue to do that across the day. Hopefully we will chat to them on Friday, Woody. Yeah, and, uh, well, oh, I just said no footy chat on Friday because we had a complaint, didn't we? We had a few complaints, too much footy today. Look, I've got to tell you, we support local grassroots footy. We absolutely love it. And on a community level, it's so important because, as you've mentioned many times before, Tubes, when you've moved uh, to different areas around Tasmania, 
and you're feeling a bit out of you know out of touch with the local community, you join a club, you join a yep. footy club, or you join a sporting club. So it's so much more than just playing footy, right? It's absolutely way more than that. It's a, it's a sense of community. It's belonging to something. And, and Glenorchy Footy Club, as I've said multiple times this morning, are a massive part of it. I think, like I've said before, that the AFL-TAS guys have probably been blindsided a little bit by the... But they can say that. I, I think for me, I just want to get both sides. I just don't like having yep. one side out that's very, very critical because yep. we can't commentate on it. We weren't there. We don't know what, what's happened either or. No. We just would love to see... Clubs like the Glenorchy Football Club stick around. Well, there we go. Hopefully, we're going to catch up with AFL Taz Woody. Yes, uh, on Friday. Hopefully, we'll be able to. Because oh, I know that I seem frustrated. I think for me, it's not about me taking sides. I don't know the information. I just think that people in positions, whether it's politicians or they're in positions of privilege and power, and I just love it when they come on. Even if they have come on and said, AFL Taz, look, we're blindsided by this. We don't know where it's coming from. We have to get back to you. Does that make sense, Tubes, or do you think I was too hard? No, I think you're right. I think what we, we're lucky here because we've got a platform and we are just the means for the information to get out there. Yeah. We sometimes give our opinions on certain things, but in this instance, it's just about making sure that both parties have an opportunity to speak about what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. We will be back on Friday and I promise we'll have some content other than just football. (laughs) Not if I've got anything to do with it. I know, mate. You'd do it for 10 hours a day if you could. Have a great um, rest of your day or morning whenever you're listening to this. And uh, thanks for listening. If you made it all the way to the end, it's Triple M Breakfast. Woody and Tubes. Weekdays on Triple M and anywhere on the listener app. It's Triple M.